Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Bike Talk. My name is Terry, and today's show is entitled Summer Delights. So basically, we're going to talk about the latest and greatest uh, new laptops. Not so much new, but the ones that have been refined and added new features. We're also going to talk about some of the newest uh, wireless headphones that came out. We're going to talk about a a device that you, us podcasters can use that's coming that's on the market but can't find it and it's really one of the best things out there right now so it's a device that actually controls the games on your voice that's auto game in there it has all kind of features on there and it's really really the hottest thing out there and none of the stores none of the retailers have it right now so we'll talk about that uh, a few other things just uh, we'll talk getting to a whole lot up today, and it's been two weeks since we last talked, and because uh, last weekend was Memorial Day holiday, and uh, it was nice, very warm, and like I said, it was. We'll get into that also, and things I've done this past weekend, and like I said, we're gonna talk about some of the latest and greatest that came out in the last few weeks. I mean, just in the last few weeks, and I think these are some of the models devices that are out now, I think going to make a difference in the way we hear, the way we work, and we're going to get into all that, so on that note, let's get started, alright, and here we go, I'm going to kill the music here, and good morning everyone, like I said, I'm welcome to Bite Time, my name is Terry Toot. And today's show is entitled Summer Delights. And we're going to talk about the, the new devices that came out on the market recently for, for the summer of 2022. I'm moving ahead of myself here. So, yeah. So, uh, but uh, before we get started, I just want to say that, uh, let's see, holiday weekend. Last week, my sister came to visit. It was nice. And hung out in the backyard, had some barbecue, and hung out. And, you know, just basically you know, kicking back and chilling, and that's about it. And let's see, uh, went to the Hobbit Grace Jazz and Blues Festival yesterday. I want to send a thank you to the coordinator who personally emailed me and let me know some what was going on. So we'll get to her. And she was gracious enough to respond. Her name is Rebecca Jessup. She was the executive director for Hobbit Grace Arts Collective. And I sent some inf- asked uh, for some information about some of the stuff that was going on in Hobby Grace. And I really appreciate what she did. And I will say that we heard a group yesterday, Roberta Vieda group. They were Latin jazz and they were fantastic. They reminded me so much of the old school jazz music, La Chicoria, uh, some of the other guys that are out there, all the former jazz performers. But these guys wrote their own original music. Most of the music they played yesterday was original. So they had um, a flute play. I'm not a big flute on the flute thing, but the flute play was good, very good. It's a tennis saxophone, you know, I'm a former saxophone player. He was great. Uh, the guy playing uh, the drums, he kept the beat all the time. Because it's not easy playing that Latin uh, bachata or uh, merengue type of music and keeping that beat. He kept the beat going. I mean, 
He's he was a really good drama. And then there was a guy playing the congas and the tambales. Wow, was he good? And I know his hands were hurting him because he had like a solo in there. And you know, you have to use the palms of your hands. He had them tapered, but still they, they were pretty sore where he was banging on the on the on the congas and it was really good. And uh the bass bass guitar player was real good. And the uh the group's found the Roberto Vaida. Vaida. He was playing keyboards and phenomenal. He I swear, like he was playing like a chicoria, playing the keyboards, and that was really good. And there was if you walk up and down the street there uh in Hob de Grace, they had all kind of vendors out there. Um there was one food truck out there, and that's kind of weird because I think last year they had more. Uh what else? They had like a lot of vendors selling shirts. Uh uh, I bought a Vinyl record of the Shylights, all the classics on vinyl. So I will be taking good care of that. And the vibe there was very beautiful. Uh, we heard the music under the tent. It was very nice. It wasn't hot, so you know it didn't burn up in the sun because you're under the tent. So that was really nice. And the the atmosphere was very beautiful. People were very friendly, and it was sat on. I don't know if people know about where Harbor Grace is. It sits. A tributary between the Susquehanna River and the bay. So the, I walked down there to the other end of the street where they had it blocked off. And I walked down there and saw the where, where the Susquehanna and the bay, Chesapeake Bay, come together. It was beautiful, really beautiful. So maybe I might put some pictures out there that I took yesterday. So but other than that, that's basically it. Nothing exciting here. I live a boring life. And, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about some of the latest uh, IT peripherals that came out. And first and foremost, we're going to talk about a particular laptop. This one has been out on the market, but uh, Dell just added to added features to it. So we're getting to that right now as we speak. So this is the XP13. So there were prior models out there, but this one, just this is a newer one that came out. And... Over the years, I'm not a big Dell fan because number one, they break easy. They break easily. I really, they really do. Especially, I had a couple of Dell laptops. They were i3 processors, junk, no good, no power whatsoever. So I, that was a lesson learned by my part. I used to work on the Dell machines. The it just feel like the i3s are just worthless. Once you get from an i5 processor up to an i7. You got something to work with. Like if something goes down on them, they're not that hard to work with. On the other hand, with the Hewlett package, they're very difficult because they're proprietary. So you would have to have, you would have to either send your machine back or you'd be ending up buying another computer. But the Dells are very easy to work with. So the XPS is one of their top uh, computers. They're not cheap, uh, almost $1,700, $1,692. So what we're going to talk about today is the ultra slim book their feature they have really nice beautiful uh uh vision on there uh it's in high definition so let's get that out the way i think that's 1920 by 1080 i could be wrong with a dpi excuse me resolution is 3200 by 1800 that's so even more sharper than uh your televisions at home so that makes a big difference so what has what uh, dell has done it's still very thin. The bezels were still very thin at six millimeters. 
and a 13.3 high definition display. So when you pop it open, it's 13.3. So you're not getting that big of a um, monitor screen on there. But the older models that they had, I saw at Best Buy, they are very, very, very nice. They're very beautiful too. It's uh, just a little bit steep for a Dell machine. I'm like I said, this is probably one of the high, one of the highest end machines unless you get to the like the tough book machines that they sell to the military. To the military, um, but their machines like this is a very high end machine on the lower tier. Okay, let's see what you're saying here. That's bonded with uh, well, corning glass. So you know that's really good. Uh, aluminum carbon fibers are incorporated to enhance the performance of the book. So they've made some modifications on here. So that's really good. So the battery life on here, it's 11 hours. It's under three pounds, 2.7 pounds. Like I said, the resolution is 3,200 by 1,800. That's really, really good. Screen, uh, the screen size, like I said, 13.3. It's not that big. Um, it's running an uh, Intel uh, GPU. So that's good. And the best thing about this, this new machine that you can run multiple, you can run different OSs on it. You can run Linux, Mac, Windows 10, Windows 10 Pro, and, and Windows OS. So that's so you're talking different OSs you can run on this particular laptop. Okay. And the adapter is 45 watts. You're running uh, Ethernet, Thunderbolt ports, and USB. That makes a big difference. Okay. So if you had um, diff devices, you had that Thunderbolt port, perfect. You need that. And also your USB-C, all right? Uh, it's got a four-cell lithium-ion, six-cell lithium polymer. You know, these are different battery types it has. And it comes in, excuse me, let me go back. Camera features, a high-definition video recording. Now, this was a complaint on the XPSs, is that the cameras have very poor quality on there. They were running 720, and it's not very good. That's no better than the old school um, uh, TVs when they first started coming out. So that's that's a big difference. Uh, they come in gold and silver. Okay. And it's also running high-definition audio. So you're going to hear the, uh, the crispness of, like, so like, treble. You're watching a movie on there. You're going you're gonna to hear the actual sounds. You know what I mean? Not like that carbonated sound that you hear on the, my particular machine it's i have a uh msi and it's not as refined as say the xps because they put more money into developing more sound for the laptop okay okay then it says here is additional features that they have it has an anti-glass screen makes like safer into your outside and you i wouldn't recommend but if you're outside with your laptop you're not going to get that glare on there so that's really good you have uh, security locks, uh, lock slot. You also have a touchscreen, uh, memory card reader with webcam, with widescreen display. So, so they added up. So they exactly what they were saying. They're going to do modifications. They actually did that. So that makes a big difference. Uh, comes with Adobe uh, software. Comes with Adobe Reader and your Microsoft programs. I don't know how many programs that you're going to have. I doubt if you're going to have a full suite. Uh, Microsoft Office because you got paid for that and it's not cheap. Uh, the input features like the keyboard, it has a spill resistant keyboard. Now, I did it to my other laptop. I spilled something on it 
and I had to get that all repaired. And that was a, that was outrageous money I had to pay to get that fixed, but it was my fault. Um, it has a backlit key. That makes a big difference. So say, for instance, if you don't want the lights on and everything, you had the backlit keys. That makes a big difference. I have it on my MSI computer. I, I love it. I love it. Um, let's see. The height is only six-tenths of an inch. That's nothing. What else we got here? We got stereo, uh, stereo speakers on here and a microphone. So you got those ports on there. You have Intel high-definition graphics. So that makes them, for that kind of money, you better get it on here. <laughs> and dynamic video memory 5.0. And it comes with Windows 10 Home. So you're getting a basic OS on here. But it is compatible to run Linux, Mac, and what do we say? Windows 10. You could probably run Windows Pro in here, no problem. All right. Dual core processor, uh, Intel CPU. And enhanced speed uh, technology, hyper-threading technology, which makes a difference. If your numbers cruncher, that that makes that helps out a lot. Okay. And it's got three meg. Okay, the memory you're gonna have in there is only gonna be four gigs. Okay, but you are able to upgrade to eight, sixteen, thirty-two gigs on here. So that makes a big difference. I like I talked about previously in my other shows. I, you know, Dell is not one of my favorite computers. They're okay. They're, I would rather have them than a HP because they're so proprietary. If you own an HP and then also on some of the Lenovo, um, some of the Lenovo's are now with the ones that are built in with a computer and this um, tablet, you're not able to upgrade the memory because it's soldered in there. So whenever you buy machines like those, Hewlett Packards or the Lenovo uh, three and two and ones. Just remember that the memory you get on there is it. You cannot upgrade the memory. There's no slots on there because everything's all soldered in. Here on the Dells, it's not like that. So you can upgrade, no problem. All right. And it's only got one memory slot, and so that's that's something to be cognizant about. Okay. Your solid state drive, 120 gigs. That's good. And I haven't heard this one in a long time. You have a DVD optical drive. Seems like everybody went away from it, but Dell said, you know what? Let's go back to it on the uh, XP13. I said solid state drive, like I said before. Uh, the wireless also and power adapter. All right. So there's a few things. I did some searching. And I looked up some information with the Tom's guy, and they were saying that there's some things they like about the, the Dells and some things they don't. So we'll talk about that right now. So what they're saying is the Dell XPS uh, 13 2020 uh, refines the best laptop you can buy with an even more immersive display and speedy tap generation Intel power. The What they like about it is the gorgeous design, 10th generation Intel performance, vibrant, immersive display, uh, great battery life, and comfortable keyboard. Okay. So they get some nice kudos for the for the Dell. But there were some things that they did not like. And what they're saying is that for the Dell, slim port selection, 
subpar life with 4K and then uh, so-so speakers. So that's all that money you're spending. Wow. But it's still a very good machine. So don't listen. I tell everybody this. You know, everyone can tell you, you listen to all these companies and they do reviews on laptops, sound bars, all this other stuff. And yes, they have access to these machines, but they don't have them all the time. So all I can tell you is that if you decide to buy that and it's something that you really need, go for it. All right. And like I said, the XP 13 is a very good machine. I'm not going to twist that out of your hand and I'm not a pitchman for Dell, but that is a very good machine. So kudos to Dell for upgrading that machine. Okay. So let's go to the next device. We're going to talk about this one. Now, everybody knows that Sony, we talked about Sony, uh, the wireless headphones, especially the WH 1000 XM fours that one of the best uh, headphones out there. Um, like I said, I listen, I don't have those, but I listen to them at Best Buy and they have the sound on there is so crisp and beautiful on there. So and they were like the Omni Impressive headphones, wireless headphones for the uh, market. And they are like one of the top ones out there. Okay. And they've been out there. XM, XM4 has been selling like crazy. People still buy them. Uh, they're rated one of the highest ones on the market, them and the Bose, and like I said, the Sennheisers. So, and now, just two weeks ago, they pushed out the new Sony WH-1000XM5s, and they've been pushing out a big publicity run on the XM5s. If you go to the Sony website and you look at them, they look basically the same, but... They have the bar that's going to cross your head. That's thinner. And their cups are not as, they look more squarish, if I could say that. If that is that a word to use? But they look they look different. Now, I have not been to Best Buy to uh, listen to them. So I'm going to go by what the reviews that they have on the uh, Sony XM5s. And the price of these are almost $400, okay? So basically what I've been reading is nothing has really changed on the XM, going from the XM4s to the XM5s, okay? So what they're saying here on the XM5s is, let's see, let's get to the specs here. Okay, so what they're saying here, uh, price is going to be $399. Uh, battery life is going to be up to 40 hours, 30 with the um, all noise canceling on there. So if you run an ANC on there, it's going to drip, take 10 hours off. Um, personally, I when I flew um, from Vegas last year and I used the ANC, they're phenomenal. I have the Bose and I flipped the switch on the ANC. Only thing I heard was the my Bluetooth connection to my tablet. And watching movies on a plane. I know it sounds crazy. I didn't hear the engines. I'm dead serious. I'm, I did not hear the engine A and C. So uh, it's something that if you really want, they work phenomenally. Okay. So they're really good. So uh, it's Bluetooth connectivity. The codex on here is real important. SBC, AAC, and LDAC. They're not 
They're not, they're not saying that they're water resistant. I personally would never keep them near water because they're too expensive to lose or to ruin, okay? So what they're saying is, uh, so it's saying the XM5s pick up where left off of the XM4s. Excellent sound quality in every aspect, in every respect. Improved noise cancellation, a very credible echo proposition. Make them every bit as compelling set of cans as the Model A replace. So basically they're saying, okay, this is good, really good, but still talking about the XM4s. It's still out there, okay? So they're saying it's not exclusively good news, though. The price at which the XM5 uh, launch is eye-widening. Like I said, $400 for these. And what they're saying here, if you're expecting a, a bit of bling, uh, well, you're not in considerable outlay, you'll be disappointed. The XM1, XM5s, particularly in the E-Crew finish of our, in the review, are bland and unremarkable lookers. So, like I said, I'm just looking at the the pictures I saw on the Sony website and also on, I was looking at it on Google Technology on the Google News. And when these first popped out, I'm like, okay, a little different, a little different here. And like I said, the XM5s, you know, they're, 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 they're saying that the immersive sound is still there, but some of the things that they're not really uh, keen to, all right? And so one of the things they're really not, uh, it's this case that comes with it. I mean, it's almost like the, uh, who else has those headphones out? Um, Apple has those, like those $500 headphones in that piece of leather, whatever you want to call it. And that's not even a case. You know, I call that a, just a piece, of, a piece of added plastic on there, you know? And same thing with the Sony's. If you go to the Sony, go to Sony.com, you'll see what I'm talking about. And a lot of people are really turned off by that. And, you know, but still has the, the Sony sound from what I'm reading. And, like I said, some people like it, some people don't, and you know, it's just something that you know people have to get used to because the Sony's are not going anywhere. Okay, so let me just bring this up real quick, and just bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. And let's get this real quick. I'm just gonna get some more additional information on the uh, Sony's because I don't want to tell you something that's not true, but the XM5s, it's like hit or miss on this. You know what I mean? So let's get you over here. Let's see, XM5. Okay, let's see what we got. Okay. Well, my... Not being friendly here. Uh, bear with me, people. So, let's see what we have here. Okay. Okay. Bear with me. I'm just trying to get additional information. I apologize for that. And, uh, and we'll get rolling here. 
Let's see. Okay, hold on. We're here. Um, let's get back here. Okay, here we go. So what I'm working at Tom's Guide, and they're saying a few things they're not particularly fond of here with the XM5. People, they just got on the market two weeks ago, so it's going to take a little time. Maybe Sony might have some ideas and tweaking it. So if you look at the picture, if you go to Tom's Guide or if you go to um, CNET, and they have good, they have a good uh, write-up about that also. So what they're saying... It said the sound's still good. Call quality is good. Um, redesign equal credentials up to price. So they changed the band on there, on the on the Sony XM5s. And that's basically it. But for what you're getting for $400, I don't know. I mean, you have to say, is it worth it? You know, Because you can get the XM4s for 350 I think. And that's and those prices are starting to come down too, because the XM5s are out. So they're really going to make a mad push for the uh, the Sony XM5s. So I don't like I said the sound on these. I haven't heard the XM5s yet because they just came out on the market, but the XM4s are just a beautiful, rich sound in on those headphones. And it's a beautiful, like I said, the XM5s. They're available now. And from what they're saying, they're not giving a real good review of the XM5s. In the carrying case, like I said, it looks, it doesn't even look comfortable, you know what I mean, in the carrying case. For that kind of money, you would figure, like the other ones they had, they had a nice little carrying case. This one, I'm just not, uh, it's not appealing to me. And maybe Sony might say, hey, let's hear, let's get feedback from the customers and see what they think about it. And you know it's gonna come. So, and Sony's good at refining, uh, like say, say for instance, there's something in the XM5s that is not clicking where they know they can make more money. So they'll go ahead and get that XM5 model, tweak it, and then put it back on the market. And then next thing you know, boom, gangbusters. But, so one of the verdict is, let's see what they're saying. Okay, expectations have been high for the arrival of Sony's next-gen XM series over earphones, and in terms of overall performance, those expectations have been maintained. So basically, they're saying that they still have the quality, all right? But there's some things in it that are just not appealing to some people. So, and what they're saying that's particularly true where antique performance is concerned, showing rivals that they need to up their game as well as frankly laudable eco credentials Sony has managed to bring us with its use of materials in the headphone and packaging so so what you're saying the next gen sony wh uh 1000 xms are a good step forward so so what you're saying is that okay hey we got them out here but some people like i've been reading some other publications and they're not sold on the xm5s I'm going to get the Best Buy and listen to some because I'm I'm a big Sony fan, but, you know, everyone's got their things, you know, so you can't, beggars can't be choosing, you know what I mean? So, but I'm going to read some of the specs that the uh, 
XM5 have on here. And let's get that specs. So I, I read the specs already, so you already know that. But um, like I said, it's your choice on those. Then the price of those three ninety nine, four hundred dollars for that. Okay. So Sony again is back at it. Okay. So next we're going to talk about the Sonos Ray. Uh, the Sonos Ray is a you know Sonos makes those sound bars. Okay, and they are into the sound like how everybody has it now. You know, I have the Yamaha 109, and it works great. I love it. No complaints. So um, Sonos is out here now. You go to Costco, you know, Best Buy. Uh, who else is out there? Sam's. They have them out there. You can test them out, listen to the different sounds. So, But the Sonos, we're going to talk about Sonos real quick. Um so Sonos, uh, this Sonos Ray is going to be $279. It comes in black and white. Uh, ports are digital and Ethernet. Two tweeters, two midwoofers, midwoofers, okay? Uh, audio channel 2.0. And audio format, formats are Dolby Digital 5.1 and Digital Theater, digital sound, surround sound. So you, you get that, once again, the immersive sound that comes around okay so you're gonna get that on the sonos okay uh does have wi-fi no smart assistant on here the dimensions of it are 22 by 3.5 by 2.8 inches and it weighs 4.3 pounds that's a little, little weight on there and yes it is mountable so this is what the reviewers are saying it says puzzling compact nicely balanced sound and all the usual plus points of Sonos multi-room. So it's, it, can do, it can do multi-room sounding. So that's perfect. One thing it does not, they're not appealing to is not the most expansive sound. So it's not giving you that blow away. Like you like, had the movie theater sound and it's, you know, when you hear the cars or the, like a big drum or the shootout or cars crash, you want to feel that, right? Or building crumbling. Here they're saying they're not getting that true expansive sound. So that's something to think about. Also, no HDMI. That's a problem. Okay. That's a major problem. I'm spending $300. I can't HD, get HDMI. Nah. I thought that's something to think about. So, what they're saying here, the reviewer, everything about the widest Sonos experience that's so successful, the ease of use, the co coherence of the control app. The true play assisted setup that takes more moments to perform is here. Build quality and finishes well up to snuff. Pride of ownership is hard to put on the price, but this is the Ray comes with a helping. Uh, the Ray sounds unified, confident, and detailed. It's got the punch to propel Hollywood blockbuster forwards and the deaf powers of communication. Make sure you never miss a moment's nuance where dialogue is concerned. So, what they're saying is that. Okay, we got it. Okay. Um, and much of the established Sonos audio uh, experience is here too, making it one of the best sound bars at its price. The uh, Ray sounds unified, competent, and detailed. And like I said, it's rated. Okay, so they gave a good rating. So only problem I have with that is the no um, no HDMI. That, that could be an issue for me. Okay. I don't want it though. 
I'm not going to buy it. Nope, nope. I'm satisfied with what I got right here. And no complaints. I got the surround sound, got the sub. I'm good to go. I wish my Yamaha, it only has the lights. It doesn't have like the older Samba I had from Yamaha where you can see um, the features that you're pressing on there. It lights up. Matter of fact, it comes with a screen and it tells you. Mine doesn't. Hopefully, Yamaha will will get back into the labs and uh, over there in Tokyo, and they can fix that. Come out with a new soundbar where you have the on-screen uh, features on there. Okay. Okay. Next thing we want to talk about here is the Samsung Neo QLED 4K. Thank you. Someone said 4K. I wish you would stop advertising 8K. There's nothing broadcasted in the United States in 8K. Let's get that straight again. Please, every, uh, you manufacturers, stop lying to the consumers. LG, who else is out there? Uh, um, uh, TLC, or the other, the other TCL, stop lying to people. You're stealing the money. You tell them you got 8K. Stop lying, okay? We're going to put that out there right now. You do not have 8K TVs. You're liars, okay? Who else is out? LG, who's out there advertising? I don't know about Sony. Uh, who else is out there advertising that they had 8K? So, like, once again, you, you none of these TVs can broadcast 8K. Only 4K. Thank you, Samsung. Someone gave you, someone gave, woke up. So, this is a 65-inch we're going to talk about. It's the 65-inch class QN98 Samsung Neo QLED. 4K, smart TV, all right? I had, like I said before, like I told you guys, I have, have, we got Sony, I mean, Samsung TVs. I think they're phenomenal. Very good TVs. Um, Best build, no complaints whatsoever. So the price on this Sony, excuse me, on the Samsung Neo, quite expensive, people. It's going to run you $2,600, $2,599. That's a lot of money for a TV, but it's 65 inches. So we're getting to the specs on here. So the Sony, like I said, 65 inches. And the resolution on it is 3840 by 2160. Wow. That's like if you're at a game, a football game or a basketball game, the the the, the vibrant colors are almost like lifelike right in front of you. So you can't go wrong here. Okay. Uh it the thing I like, refresh rate, 120 hertz, really good. Definitely makes a big difference, okay? You have four ports, four HDMI. Uh, one, let's see, you got a, uh, four HDMI ports and one HDMI 2.1 and two USB. So you could hook up a Fire Stick. I like, I see people going to the Fire Sticks. You could hook up a Fire Stick to it. You got two USB ports. Why not? So you, you're good right there, okay? And it's running the Tizen software. I've heard about this. Next time we come on, I'll get more information on here on the Tizen. I've heard of that. So, so what they're uh, what they're saying here, uh, although it soon be uh, surpassed by new model, the Samsung QN 90A Neo is still one of the best TVs you can buy right now. Period. Impossibly bright, stunningly thin, packed with clever smart features, as reliable as the company sets have ever been. Now, Samsung makes really good TVs. I mean, they make really good TVs. Them Sony's getting expensive. I don't know why, but they're really expensive lately. So, 
So it was a proprietary mini LED uh, panel called Neo QLED. The Q90 promises superior performance to both its established OLED competitors and the ever more convincing mid-range QLED makers. So this is one of their premier TVs. At that price, it better be. <laughs> All right. Um, so the brightness boost undermines other picture elements at times, plus Samsung still won't give more than one HDMI 2.1 port. I featured, uh, we're desperately hoping Samsung fixes with upcoming Q90B model. And plus, uh, but the Samsung Q90 uh, Neo QLED TV review crowns, was it review crowns a new champion for quantum DOT display technology. So they're saying they're rating this as one of their best quantum TVs. That's saying something. Okay. All right, cool. So last but not least, we're going to talk about something. This is, this definitely came out recently. Okay. I'm going to say within the last, I'm going to say three weeks. Okay. This company out of London, uh, they have this new system where us podcasters, where we could use it and it can adjust our uh, way we talk, the pitch, the auto gains and everything else. You could go one person, two people. If you go to the Focusrite uh, website, uh, it'll explain everything for you. And I saw the, uh, the the one device they have called the uh, Vocaster, and they can't, no one has them. I went to all of them. I went to B&H Photo, Amazon. Uh, I even went to their website, and it said there's a wait list on this. And if you go to YouTube and you put in uh, the forecast, uh the Volcaster One Studio, you're going to be awfully knocked down by what you see, okay? So this thing actually, you know, it's very simple, you know, USB ports. It uh, has a port for your microphone, a port for your laptop, and, it, and you can connect a phone if you want to do that, okay? So this is one of the biggest things that come out in years, and then I think it's going to take a – can't get them. I've called all the distributors, everyone. They just don't have it. And this is crazy. And it's only been out, I'm going to say less than a month, okay? And I'm going to just talk about it real uh, real quick. Uh, if you want more information, uh, you can go to Focusrite uh, website or you can go to YouTube and type in uh, Volcaster One Studio. And they have, uh, you have people that actually use the devices and they're going to uh walk you through how to connect them and they're going to do a test run to show you how it works. There's software you can download that that'll be compatible. Like say, if you're doing a podcast, it's perfect, 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 perfect. So I'm going to, let's talk about it real quick. So it's a full recording package. Well, with a single endpoint audio interface, uh, it comes with, um, now this is the big package. So we're going to talk about that first. It comes with a mic, my cable and isolated headphones. Personally, if you have your own headphones and you're comfortable with them, use what you have, okay? So Focusrite, uh, the one device I'm talking about is the Vocaster One Studio, okay? Let's you launch your solo podcast in moments, easily take the quality of your content to a higher level. So now 
it's even streamlining the sound. Like say for instance, if we had the uh the vocaster connected here, it would sound even smoother. And like it will control the auto gains on my voice. So say for instance, if I'm too high or if I'm too low or it's a muddled in the middle, this device does that automatically. This is one this is why people are buying it and you can't get it right now. Okay. The ultra portable Broadcaster One podcast interface turns your computer or USB type C iPad into a potent intuitive content creation station with gobs. I mean, go figure that. <laughs> gobs are automatic game for any kind of microphone onboard sound enhancements. A push button away. This is why everybody's getting there. It's excellent. It's just con it controls your the auto your voice. Like I said, if it's a muddle, the auto gain's coming in and straightens out. So you can't go wrong. Um, and then it comes with a selection of podcast-centric software. Now, I went online and saw just four different types of software. If you want to spend that money in, in getting the software, it's your choice. Personally, from what I've been reading, you don't, really don't need it because the Vocaster does everything for you. All you're going to do is download the software the free software that comes with it, okay? That's going to control your auto gains. Like I said, and if it's muddled, this is what it does. It controls it, and that's phenomenal, okay? Now, if you had the um, the Vocus uh, 2, we can connect two people at the same time. Uh, same thing. You can infuse music, audio clips, and even feed the mix uh, to a camera. And, and also, the Vocaster One is a well-rounded um, podcasting solution that remains simple. So what I've been reading and what I saw the video of a guy who is a professional um, podcaster, he rates it really high. Now, if you want the whole package that they have, the, the studio package, that's a lot of money. But uh, if you need it, go for it. If you just need the one, I'm trying to get the Vocaster One. Can't find it. But if you already had headphones like myself, and you'll be fine, okay? So the key features that it has is a single input audio interface. Um, and it has a, uh, now this is what the, the, the entire studio, okay? So it has a, a Focusrite dynamic microphone. See, I, I don't know anything about the headphones. So I'm, I'm, I have a Samson. Perfect. I, I'm no complaints here. I've had it since I started this thing back in November, and I refuse to get to get another one. Okay. Um, comes with headphones, a mic cable, uh, USB Type C for Mac and Windows and iPad, and the high gain mic preamp with auto gain. There it is. I was telling you about. You can't go wrong with that. So if I hit the auto gain right now, it would take smooth aside even smoother than what it is so it's going to be like like a high definition for podcasters but it's going to be in the peripheral about the size of a baseball mitt maybe even smaller okay you have the stereo monitor output it has a guest and a phone audio output okay uh camera output and computer loopback okay and it has voice uh presets easy start mute button and a phantom power for condenser microphones. So from what I saw that is that you can take your mic condenser microphone and press this button 
you can't hear anything but it's still it's still recording it's hearing your voice recording but you're not hearing it i'm like that's crazy so if you get a chance ladies and gentlemen if you're a podcaster i'm you know and i'm i was i was digging this thing go for it the if you buy just a vocaster one by itself without the uh, the microphone and the headsets that's one ninety nine, but if you buy it with the headphones, microphone that's three hundred dollars. So, you know, like I said, if you have your own, you just need a Vocaster uh, one. Oh, if you're doing two people, Vocaster two, that's gonna be two ninety nine. If you get it uh, for two people, and it's uh, that'll be great. So, yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be concluding the show for today. And I hope everyone enjoyed themselves and listen to me talk about the these new devices, peripherals that are coming out that just came out. And once again, I hope everyone in, in had fun over the holiday weekend. Uh, last weekend, it was hot. I don't know. It was hot here in Maryland. I can't speak for the rest of everybody else, but. But it was great. The weather was great. Great the weather was great yesterday at the uh, Blues and Jazz Festival in Hobbs Grace, Maryland. And the weather's beautiful again today. So at, on that note, I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. Take care. Be well and be strong. And oh, before I go, my deepest sympathy is going to go out to all those children and teachers that died at Uvalde, Texas. Oh my God, we got to deal with this again. I'm not, I'm not a social advocate, but those kids did not, no one deserved to die that day. Okay. I'm tired of everyone saying that uh, mental health. No, that guy wasn't crazy. He knew exactly what he's doing. He didn't, deserve, those children did not deserve to die. So I'm sending my sympathy to all the children that, and also to the people that died in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This gun violence is killing people and it's got to stop. So my deepest sympathy is going out to all those beautiful children that died out there and the teachers. And also, uh, one of the teachers' husband, he died of a broken heart. He had a heart attack. So my deepest sympathy and also people in Buffalo also, my deepest sympathy also. Did I said it before. I'll say it again. My deepest sympathy to all those people who have been killed by gun violence. Those poor little children did not deserve. Now, they're not, they can't, I saw on TV the other day that, Lady uh, from ESPN, L. Duncan, she was saying that these poor little kids, their parents can't prepare for them to go to summer camp. They got to prepare for a funeral for them. So that's really sad. And really, well, those kids were looking forward for the summer, and they're not going to be able to enjoy it. They'll be, and I, I saw it today that they had some of the funerals uh, yesterday. So my deepest sympathy to those families out there, to Uvalde, Texas, and the people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, my deepest sympathy and like i said good luck be well take care everybody i love you all god bless yeah.